You're listening to Youth and Loud! The show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud. Or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. On this episode, we're joined in the studio with Long, Dang J, Dang T, Neil and Augustine from the Edmund Rice Community and Refugee Services to talk about their family's experience in coming to Australia and their thoughts about being a teenager. Welcome to the show, Youth and Loud. Uh, today we have from the Edmund Rice uh, Centre, we're joined with us uh, Long, Deng, and another Deng, Neil and Augustine. Pretty cool name, Augustine. All right, so just to kick us off, guys, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you like to do for fun. Um, so starting with you, uh, Deng. Uh, my name's Deng. Yeah, um, I like to play soccer. Uh, yo, my name's Long. I like to play soccer for a living. I go to CRC St. Norbans, yeah, and yeah. So what's, uh, what's the best thing you like about soccer? Uh, I like soccer because you can just have free time and just play soccer whenever you want in the backyard. Hmm. Anywhere. Yeah, cool. All right, and moving to uh, Deng J. So we've got two J- Dengs in the studio uh, today. One is Deng T and Deng J. Moving to Deng J. My name is Deng. I like to play basketball. Um, cool. And who's your favourite uh, NBA player, Deng? James Harden. Thank you, Deng. Moving to Neil. So, Neil, tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hi, everyone. My name's Neil, and I like playing soccer and basketball. Cool, cool. And what's your favourite sport out of those two? Uh, soccer. And what makes you like uh, soccer so much? I don't know. I just like it, and I get to play with my family and all that. And thank you, Dang. Lucky last, Augustine. How you doing, Augustine? I'm doing good. Now, is it Augustine or Augustine? <laughs> Augustine. Cool, cool. And uh, tell us a little about yourself, Augustine. Well, I like to play soccer, but athletics is what I do, and I like to listen to music in my spare time. Ah, cool, cool. And what's your favourite music? What's your favourite style? Hip-hop. Hip-hop, I knew it. Um, R&B, slow, things like those. So you guys were having a bit of a bit of a jam before we started, a bit of a yeah. hip hop groove. Yeah. Um, out of all of you guys, who do you think is the most gifted hip hop artist? Me, Ding Tep, you wouldn't no. know. No, you're not. Ding T. Ding T is voting himself the no. number one hip hop artist. I vote myself long away. No. Well, Long's voting himself as well. I, I vote myself the best out of these people because right. they don't know how to do anything, especially this one. <laughs> Ooh, maybe we should have a bit of a, a hip-hop competition later. Yeah, why not? Okay. Yeah. See who's the best, uh, yeah. freestyle, freestyle. The best freestyle rapper, eh? No, you should just quit right now. Get, um, no, you can quit. We'll, go, we'll do a bit of a hip-hop groove. Maybe get your teacher to do a bit of a beatbox. Yeah. <laughs> And then we can uh, freestyle it off. What do you guys reckon? Yeah. All right, cool. Moving on. So the first question is, uh, having come from uh, a refugee background, um, and just to clarify, do you all come from a refugee background? Yeah. Um, Yeah. I just didn't want to say that without asking, that's all. That's okay. Um, Well, I guess... um, my question was, uh, what 
for those of you who have come from a refugee background, what has it been like for you and your family to live in Australia? Yeah, this country is really good. Like, yeah, there's good people. I think sometimes there's just people like they're just being racist, like about your skin, what you look like, what you eat. That's gonna be racism and discrimination. I think it would be hard, like, for my parents, cause they've been living in Australia for a very long time, and they haven't been living in Australia for that long, and like getting to know the language will be quite hard. And, and I find it like hard. When they talk to other people, like the people can't like can't understand like if they need help or something. Mm. And I find it hard for like my parents because they had to leave every every single family member behind, including their parents and brothers and sisters and siblings, just to help us to get a better education and to uh, have a better life mm. so in Australia than Sudan. So I guess you're saying that it was really quite difficult for your parents to make that move from uh, their home country and come to Australia. That was quite hard for them. Yeah. Um, but they did that because they wanted to, to give you guys a better life. Yep. And what what about the rest of you guys? Um, yeah. I also moved to Australia because of that. Uh, I wanted a better future. My mum wanted a better future for me, both my parents. So we came to help. Hmm. It was hot growing up because like, when I came here, I only spoke two um, languages, which was Dinka and Swahili. Hmm. So I couldn't really speak English. The only person that could really speak a bit of English was my dad. It was yeah. hard at the start, but now. You well, know. And how long was saying like? He had to, my mom had to leave like her family and behind and she hasn't seen them like since two thousand five. Mm. And the only way she can talk to them is by phone. Yeah, my mom she always keeps talking to them, keeps sending them money from Africa um, from from Australia to Africa so she um they can have food to eat, they can have what's called again, uh food, electricity, water and clothes to wear. So my mom keeps sending them money like every week. At least five hundred dollars, and then she tries to help them as much as they can, and yeah. So it sounds like your mum uh, really cares a lot about your yeah. your family here as well as your extended family overseas. Yeah, and she's willing very much to finan- financially yeah, she, support her family she t- overseas. Before yeah. she moved, she took them to a safe country. Like before, we were all there. She were in Sudan, and then there was war, and then we all moved to Egypt. And then that's when I was born in my older si- my older sisters and we all we came to Australia and we left them behind and my mom gave them our house and everything mm. so they can do everything in there. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard as well it can be quite hard for other people to come to Australia because sometimes families get separated yeah. and a mum might come overseas to Australia with one son or, or one daughter, and then later on they might transfer another child over. So it's hard because they don't necessarily um, stay together. Yeah. Um, so I know uh, one friend who had that experience, and his family moved from Africa when he was quite young, I think 12 years old, and then only five years later he was able to come just because they couldn't all do it at once. So, yeah, that is, that is quite challenging to, to go through. For those of you who are listening and aren't in the studio... We just experienced a bit of a prank, which I thought was pretty cool. 
we had Mr. Deng Jay here. Thought it'd be funny to lock out the other boys. So they were banging and knocking on the doors and we thought, you know what, we're just going to ignore them. Pretend we're having a conversation. See how they go. And it was a pretty good prank. Fantastic. Um, all right, so cool, cool. The next topic is uh, building values in young people. Um, so what are some of the values that you guys are believing? Helpful. Trust. Um, so um, Help people. So just coming back to, to that one, uh, Long, you think it's important to be a helpful person? person like if you see volunteer? like a homeless person on the street, wouldn't you just stop and help them, to, like giving them a few dollars that you have in your pocket? Mm. Yeah, that's a really good point. I think that the world we live in as well can be hard to be helpful and to be generous because um, a lot of feedback which comes from the media and different sources can be so much focused on itself. You know, make sure you've got insurance, make sure you have a car, make sure you have this, that and the other thing. And it can be quite hard to look outside of that and to, you know, help people and to be generous to, to others. Um, so what are, what are some other values do you think that uh, you have and young people have as well to, uh, these days? What do you think they value? Trust. Trust in the friend, trust in themselves, um, resilience, resilience in what they do to bounce back every time something happens. So I think those are the values that we should have as young people. Hmm. And, um, and what do you call it? Patience we should have in us young people because um, we teenagers we're in like the middle of life so we're experiencing um, what adults are experiencing we're just coming from what kids experience so I think having hope and having patience in what you do as a teenager will get you far. And how um how easy do you think it is to to have that sense of patience, Augustine, in this world? So I guess that a lot of it can be very uh, instant gratification in our world. If you're hungry, you can order Uber in 15 minutes, you get a meal. Or if you want something, you can go on eBay and you get this sense of immediate gratification a lot in the Western world. Um, so do you think that that might make it difficult to, to be patient? Yeah, it does. Now we have technology, so... We want everything quick, just like how we get Wi-Fi quick. So, um, I think patients now in the technology, we should have even more now because we want everything more now. So we should have patience now because just in case something does go wrong, we have an alternative thing to do. Like we're patient to, we're patient to. And do you think that today's uh, teenagers lack any values? Love, I think. You see, you should have more love for the for the elders, for have more love for the unfortunates, mm. and not think about yeah, yeah that's what I'm, just have more love for others out there. Because yeah. we we try to di- differentiate ourselves with the poor, differentiate ourselves with um the people who don't really have the things we have to. Used these days, they try to have our own little group, and the world has their own little group. Mm. So love, so love should be one thing we should um, gain. And are you saying that, um, I guess, Augustine, that it's important to love people not only who are similar to us, not only who might be in our circle of friends or be the same nationality as us, but it's important to love people who are different, mm-hmm. people who might be a different 
race or they might be homeless. Or you might look at them and think, yeah, that person seems a little bit weird, but it's still important to love them. Um, is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. And um, what about what about people who might uh, cause you or cause your family or your friends grief? What about people who um, could be seen as enemies? Um, do you think it's still important to have a sense of love towards those people? You just have to forgive and forget. Yeah, you just need to forgive and forget and just, like, if you don't want to be their friend, just leave them alone and just try to get new friends and everything. Mm. And if they keep doing the same thing, you have, like, a teacher to talk to, like we said before, and you can work your problems out and just talk to someone. Mm. Yeah, I think that is a really good point. Forgiveness, uh, I think, is really important to um, forgive. Um, I'm not sure if forgetting is important. It's still important, I think, to acknowledge that you've been hurt or acknowledge that someone's done, done the wrong thing. Um, so being honest about the bad stuff that another person's done is still really important. But you can forgive them even though you're aware that that's really not okay, that person's done that to me, but I'm still going to forgive them. I'm not going to hold against them. I know it's wrong, but I'll forgive them. Yeah, um, forgetting can be a thing. It can be hard to. How about you like if it's your brother and he breaks like something valuable to you like probably your phone and he buys you a new one and you just forget that or score and he broke your other phone mm. well, I think forgetting we shouldn't forget what others did to us so um, so we're always ready for if they do it again or so we know where we come from so we always forget like it's something about uh, bad thing happens in your life and you forget about it and then um, go into something else and nothing comes back into you, you're going to go back and remember it and you're gonna, just going to wreck your whole day again. So trying to forget it and trying to forget the things that happen to you, um, we shouldn't try to do that, but we should try to put it aside in our minds, not mm. to focus on it, not to um, make it occupy a big cushion space in your mind, but make sure that it's still there, but it's still not stopping you from you're listening to Youth and Loud. Um, so the next topic is about the internet age. Um, so what's uh, the first thing you think about when you hear the word uh, internet or uh, online? Oh, social media. Wi-Fi. Social media. Cool. So different, I guess, uh, online media platforms that you can uh, utilise? Yep. Yeah. Um, and what what do you normally use uh, the internet for? What are some of the things you do? Watching videos, cool. uh, schoolwork, and hey, I'm talking to friends on social media. Watching movies and all that. Nice, yeah. Netflix. Netflix. Uh, talking to friends there. YouTube. You guys pretty into YouTube? Yeah. yeah. Um, have you guys had any uh, funny situations where you might have tried something you've seen on YouTube and it didn't turn out too well? Uh, yes. Coco Mentos. Coco Mentos. Mentos. Do tell. Uh, long. Do tell. So, I put the. I opened the lid for the coke, and then I tried to put the Mentos in, and I started looking at it, and it like squirted all over my face. <laughs> yeah, and I, I was sh- I had a bottle of coke, and I was shaking it, and then I opened it and tried to drink it, and it came out my nose and everything. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
Was anyone there to witness that and to laugh at you? Was that like a... No, I had to nah. clean, clean it up. <laughs> yeah, I had came. to clean it up before my mum and my oh, right. siblings came. Oh, so you were home alone you did it? And yeah. then you're like, oh crap, i got to clean this up, I'm going to get yeah. in trouble. Because my mum called me and said she was coming and she's not far away and then after it happened and then I had to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> and then I was so scared. Yeah. And then I had to f- and then start getting sticky and everything. Yeah. Inside the house. Yeah. I think um I think the worst I've ever done I was in like a really silly mood with my sister and we thought for some reason we thought it'd be fun to play catch with a cantaloupe um inside a uh, cantaloupe's like a um uh it's like a I don't know another name for cantaloupe it's like an or- rock melon that's it um a rock melon so it's like an orange fruit inside on the outside it's kind of like green brown so no one was home we thought let's play catch with a cantaloupe um it did not end well so we're having fun for about a minute and then it just splattered all over the floor <laughs> and it went on the walls and stuff like that and we're like, hmm, we didn't really think this through. I remember me and my sister, um, we saw, we saw glowing, we saw a glowing room. So we took um, the glow sticks, we cut it open and yeah. we splattered all around the wall everywhere in oh, the yeah. room. Yeah. Turned off the lights and the whole room was glowing and then my mum was coming to the room to come and give us something that she got from work. And we quickly had to put on the lights, and then when my mom wanted to turn off the lights, to um like turn off the lights so she can put up the blinds, she saw it everything too. Like, but we were younger back then. We just oh, wanted okay. we wanted to see a glowing room and things like that. Oh so. yeah. So how did that end? Did your mom eventually find out, or were you able yeah, to keep that? Well, when she um, we just tried to make it non obvious. So we tried to uh, we tried to distract her from looking. We've seen like the whole world covered in glowing sticks everywhere, so we're trying to wrap it up at the same time talking to her. Which um, we try to find excuses to put the light on so she doesn't when she turns the light she sees it. So, we, and that night she ended up sleeping in that room that we did it in. So your mum slept did, in that room that yeah. night. Oh no! <laughs> that we did it in. So we we had to we had to try to make it none of us, but we got to do it. Like um, my sister. She pretended that she hurt herself outside, so my mom quickly went in. I had to clean everything up quickly <laughs> with the cloth. So we are back. I was like around nine. Yeah. She was around like four. Back then. So how how did your sister do that? Did she kind of like go outside and accidentally fall over and say, "Oh, mom, I've hurt myself. Quick, come, uh, my knee, it, <laughs> no, it hurts. Help not me." Not like that, but <laughs> she was sick. She was sick at that time. Like, oh, okay. She was sick, so me and my sister, I was trying um try to cheer her up so she she used that to her advantage and to say mama I really feel sad I really feel um I really feel sick and things so my mom had to quickly come out and then yeah she's trying to look after her while I was trying to clean up yeah <laughs> things like that but it was funny there after hmm. I copied um this thing from YouTube like I saw someone he threw jelly up in the air and he caught it and nothing happened so okay. I tried to do the same, threw it up in the air, <laughs> came back down. I know where this is going. It yeah. just splattered on the floor, did it? Never yeah. <laughs> to me before. Um, I put water in the balloon because I watch a YouTube clip how they put water inside balloon and it doesn't pop. Oh, yeah. And then I was just playing up, I was throwing it up, down, up, down. It just fell on my head <laughs> everywhere and I had to clean up before my parents come. I think out of all places for that to land, your head is like the ideal place. It's the most funniest place, so it's good. Did you get that one on video? 
And there was one time how, like, my brother, he tried to bring the trampoline inside to the house. Wait, 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 wait. Back up, man. Back up. <laughs> Your brother tried to bring a whole trampoline inside, inside the, the house. house. Yep. All right, so go on. I just he folded it out, and then my mom was at Sydney, and I was at Sydney with her, and my, my brother told me the story. So he bring it to the living room, and then he left it, and then he woke up the next morning, and he started bouncing with it inside the house and he started jumping and then the ground started moving a lot and then he oh. broke the uh, where, again. Where, where were you living man I thought well, your no. ground might have been a bit unstable if the ground was moving and then after that article again something broke and then he didn't know when my mom was coming back and as soon as my mom came he, she saw the trampoline in the living room and just yelled at my brother what um? What do you think is the the best thing about the internet and online platforms? That you can go and listen to music on the on the internet. You can watch movies like Netflix. You just connect to your device to the internet, download the thing, the app, or you can go on social media like Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and you can go talk to friends. And like if someone random just request you and you don't even know them just don't follow them or block them straight away or report them mm -hmm. um, for me it's just it's connection you can connect with family and friends through that and you can do work and stuff from that Hmm. That's a really good point, you know, to stay in touch with friends and family who otherwise you might not see too often, they might live far away, um, it's a good point. Uh, were you going to say something, uh, Langti? Um, you can do shopping and you can go to over a thousand websites that you can find. Cool. And what about you, Augustine? Uh, what do you think the best thing is about uh, the internet? Connection. Um... The internet is like another friend you have, so having fun on the internet, going on YouTube, watching videos, like YouTubers making videos of their own stuff, so the best thing about the internet is about connecting with the world, so that's what I like about the internet. Hmm. And what are, what are some of the things which can be uh, dangerous about the internet? Uh, like cyber bullies. and following around the people that you know, don't know. And have you guys ever experienced being cyberbullied or seen no, someone I else been, being cyberbullied? I haven't been cyberbullied, but I have seen someone that like it was bullying. Like they posted something about me that I didn't like, and then we all Same. got mad, and then everyone reported that account, hmm. and then we tried to find out who it was, and then we never talked to that guy, and then that guy's social media got shut down and everything. Yeah, I'm sorry you went through that experience. That I'd say that does count as a form of bullying. Um, you know, when yeah. someone places a picture online, which is um, something that you don't want other people to see, for sure that's bullying. Yeah. Um, so can I ask you guys, when you do come across a cyber bullying, what's the best way, do you think you can manage it? What's the best uh, way to, blocking to do Blocking them? Report. Report. Report is... Is um so I guess we're talking about uh, Facebook. Is Facebook normally pretty good at? Ah uh, no, we use Instagram. Oh Instagram. Yeah. Okay, so you can report stuff on Instagram as yeah. well, can you? I'm yeah. not up with all that stuff. Yeah. So <laughs> you guys have to tell me. <laughs> yeah. Cool. You can report by thing is sometimes you report isn't noticed and then so the best thing is just to block them. But if it's going out of hand, you do let the par your parents know. Number one. 
let your teachers know, let your old older people know, let the police know needs to go to that case. Mm. Yeah. It is such a good point, Augustine. Have you ever um, uh, come across inappropriate material on the internet? And if so, how do you deal with that? Yeah, good. If something's inappropriate or something... Yeah, don't make a big deal out of it. Don't start showing it to your friends or don't start talking loud about it. Or do you know this account that shows this, like, keep it cool, block it, be mature about it, and just continue what you're doing. Hmm. Because the person who is doing the cyberbullying, he knows it's out of that guidelines. Because that's just like, that's not, that's just bad. Why would you do that? Just to tease someone. Because some, maybe what they look like, maybe what they do, maybe how they act. That's just, no, that's just not on. Yeah, it's a good point. But um, yeah, I think that you make a really good point, what you were saying before, Augustine. Just block it and exit out of that. Um, and as you're saying, you know, don't show it to your friends and don't make a big deal out of it. Um, but yeah, just have nothing, nothing to do with it. Do you think that it's unhealthy to spend too much time on the internet? And how do you balance time on the internet with other things in your life? Yeah. So you should be just using the internet at school for like school research and like a couple hours at home, or just to watch a movie at home and stuff. And it's like. And it's Don't bad, abuse it. It's bad for your health because you're not getting out and getting active. You're just sitting there what, seeing, watching the screen. And yeah, you can get... You can. Staring at a screen is like really bad because like that's the only thing. It's like you're looking at, like it would be, ha- be hard. Like, it be, Well, it's going to be hard taking your eyes off it because you can get addicted to it. Yeah, it becomes a habit. So. And if you keep using it and your parents ask you to do something, you're going to be like, oh, wait one second, it's going to turn out to like two hours. Then you're going to get in trouble for not getting off your device and it's going to get taken off you. Mm. So that's, I'm advising people not to use social media or to use the internet for a long time. At least two hours be enough Yeah, and I think like on your you device. Space your time out, like to watch like for two hours and play so play um, games outside like for the rest of the day. Then come back, watch TV or something, and help your thing. parents out, like cleaning the house, um, doing washing the dishes, and doing the laundry and all that. Yeah. So I guess what you guys are saying is it's not um it's not bad to spend time on the internet or bad to play games, you know, as a hobby for a few hours. But it's important that you don't do it too much, and it's important that you balance that with other things in your life. So if you need to help out your parents with a chore or getting dinner ready, or if you need to do homework, it's important to do those things as well as your um the time you spent online. Is that kind of what you guys are saying? Yeah. Yep. I, mean, I think you gain more from doing things offline than you, you, than you gain them doing things online. So being on the internet is not it's not all or everything. So you should try to balance yourself and try to um uh, communicate with others, socialize with others because you're only you're behind the screen, but you're not actually talking face to face with them. So the connection is different. So if you try talking face to face to somebody off. Um, you might feel better than going to the internet and yeah. Mm. So I guess um, are you saying, Augustine, that if you do have friendships and relationships that only use an online platform, might not be the ideal way to go. That it is um, also good to catch up face to face and to do something together yeah. besides on Facebook. If you want to, yeah. um, you know, have a friendship. 
Yeah, but if it's like overseas and you can't do that, go on social media. It's okay, but mm. don't spend everything on social media. Um, try to write a letter or try to um, I don't know. Think of, think about them in another way than always texting on social media because that can get boring sometimes. And yeah, the yeah. connection will be different, like a lot different, if you do it in another way. And what do you? What do the rest of you guys think? I think the same. It's not good to always be because then, yeah, you can get bored and you get used to that instead of doing other things which can actually be easy than this. And then you're gonna see stuff at social on social media, and then you're gonna be like, oh, I wanna try that. And then that it says on social media or on YouTube or something. And it says don't try it at home, and you're gonna try it, and then you're gonna do something bad. Yeah, I guess we need to be uh, careful how the internet uh, influences us and the messages that it could be sending us, um, so that we don't perhaps do something which might be unhealthy for us or unhealthy for the people around us. I think that's a good point. You're listening to Youth and Loud, the show that's quiet about the trivial things, but loud about the important things. We discuss all issues relevant to youth. If you'd like to find out more about the show or have a topic idea, check us out on Facebook and give us a shout by searching Youth and Loud, or you can email us on youth at synradio.org. Um, so what do you guys think is the best part about being a teenager? Probably freedom, you know, because, like, how you can, like, once you're young, you can't do, basically do, like, you don't have, like, a lot of choices, like, you can't, like, go out with the friends because they're scared that you might, um, responsibility, you know, they're scared that you don't have, like, yeah. Um, so you're saying that, uh, one of the, I guess, tough things about being a teen is that you get less less freedom and less choice um yeah. and what what do you think the best part is what's the greatest thing about being a teenager uh, i think the best part of being a teenager is that you can make your own choices without anyone telling you okay uh, i think the best life part of being a teenager is like you have freedom you can go do whatever you want and like try get a good scholarship when you're older or get interested in sport and very, very good in their stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Um, so you're saying you wanted to, you know, one of the best parts about being a teenager is you can get a, a good scholarship. Yeah. Um, is that something you'd like to do uh, personally, Dean? Long. Long, sorry. Yeah, yeah. I would like to be, like, very sporty and stuff and have a good job and a career. I think the Beautiful. best part of being a teenager is that it's time that you can experience life by yourself without nobody else telling you. So you experience hard times and good times by yourself without people being being behind your back. Because as a teenager, your mentality goes off a bit. So you don't really tend to listen to other people if they're telling you not to do things. So you want to experience your own self before mm. you, yeah, before you do, um, before you make your own. Yeah, cool. So I guess uh, one of the main themes that you guys are bringing up is that, you know, there's a lot of freedom of choice in being a teenager and you really like having that sense of independency and making your own decisions in life. Does that sound about right? Yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. 
Um, so I've talked a little bit about uh, what's good about being a teenager and what's uh, bad about being a teenager. Um, what about the the transition, I guess, from going from uh, primary school into the high school levels? Um, what was that like for you? I found moving to year six to year seven very comfortable because like, I had friends and family to support me to move to our school. Mm. And like I feel comfortable in school, feel safe and everything. Beautiful. And what do the rest of you guys think? Mine was just the same as long. I got family there, how they can help me. I got problems, they can help me, whatever they want. And then it was pretty, really easy moving out from school to high school. And yeah. Um, the school I went to, um, they really prepared me to go to year seven. So year seven wasn't really hard for me. But moving to year eight, that's when I started being spe- um being much more um attentive about how my year seven life was. So I was a bit trying to fit into everything. I was trying to, I was trying to please everybody. But now I'm in year eight. I know that that's not high school life. You're actually trying to be your own self. Trying to build your own self for the future so your eight life and your seven life is a bit different That's yeah I take it yeah it's really good to get that perspective from someone who's already been through the whole year level of year seven and now transitioned into year eight so i guess uh, one of the main things uh, that you guys are saying is that uh, you know it's really uh, helpful to have friends and family alongside you when you do move into high school um what about some of the the tough things what's one uh hard or challenging thing about uh, the high school life and moving into year seven. Yeah, you get I a lot of homework. Hard, like, to <laughs> be on school on time, like, and, like, getting homework a lot and everything. Oh, yeah. Not getting carried away. I think that's a very hard thing to deal with in high school because you might be doing one thing and everybody else is doing another thing and then you're, you're feeling that you're, you're not succeeding in what you're doing so you try, to, you try to move away from what you're doing at first and then try to be um, peer pressured and go into the other people's side of then yeah. So that's one thing about high school, you just got to be yourself, stay where you are, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it's a really good insight. My thing about high school is that you just have to be strong because you will have tough times and tough times can get worse, so you should just be strong and yeah. So how how do you say that you uh, be strong? What does that look like? What does being strong look like? So like if like helping out like Someone is like getting bullied. You should just help them out. Say stop, because that's how you like you build more support. And then, yeah, that's helping out. And sometimes you can get tough because you're the one making get. You can get picked on by the police and all that. So you should always be strong. Just don't care what they think. Just you just you do you. And have you had any experiences uh, with, I guess, uh, going through something difficult in high school so far and knowing in yourself that you need to be strong? Is that um, something which you've personally experienced? No, I just see people, how people experience it. I I have personally experienced that, but with me, what I did in Year 7, I experienced that, but what I did in Year 7, I just didn't look at them, I just focused on myself and then now I mean year eight people saw me different to how I was in year seven. When year seven life it's kids think different in year seven than year eight. Kids wanna fit into everything, their minds and everything. But when you go into year eight they're like, Oh, it's not really like that. Um it's not about showing off and all those things. So people tend to like you better if you go to year eight, it's just the way you 
bring yourself up in year seven. If you're one of those people who just go around trying to show off, going to year eight, it's going to stick with that person. But if you're in year seven, you say, all right, I'm not going to follow these people. Well, I'm going to always do my homework. I'm always going to pass. I'm going to make sure I uh, succeed in what I do. When you go to year eight, people... People say, yeah, there's no point of picking on this guy. We already picked on him before. Just leave him now. He's not going to change from that. So that's why I learned you set in year seven just to be yourself. And when you go into your eight, that even with nobody else recognize who you are, you recognize who you are. You're going to be who you want to be. As a teenager, do you find uh, relationships uh, with your friends at school uh, challenging? What type uh... of relationship? Um, just friendships. Uh, I find it easy to have because like. There's people very popular in school, and you just try to hang out with the people very popular and try to make other friends with it too. And like, to have everyone by your side, don't just be like, have one friend and then you see a popular guy, just go to them and then leave your other friend alone. But that won't be nice for him. And you're just trying to make fake friends and just try to be the popular one in the school. It's just about um, making friends and having a good time and try to learn in school. I say I'm, I'm not gonna lie. School is stressful out there, and there are hard times. But it's, it's all about what you do and how you prepare yourself for those hard times. So when those hard times come, you're an expert at those hard times, so you can bounce back and be resistant in that. Hmm. So how how do you think that uh, someone can prepare? So there might be people listening to the podcast who think, you know, I'm about to go into high school and I'd love to uh, prepare. Um, what advice would you give to them? How can they prepare for that? So the advice I'll give to them is just, like, to be strong. Uh, don't follow the bad things your friends are doing. Try, be, try to be a leader and try to help people that, like, are hurt or injured. Like, yeah. try to do your homework all the time and... Yeah, just be friends to everyone and not to be a bully or anything. Like, if you see someone getting bullied and your friends are bullying that person, you should, like, help them out. Help the person that's getting bullied and tell your friends, like, stop. And if they keep on going, like, tell a teacher or get new friends. Because you all know that things can always get wrong in high school. And, like, you know, people get hurt. People move schools because of this, like, thing they have. Or like you know they get bullied and then they have no choice to just leave and people just drop out because of this too so, like, yeah. so what I think is if you're those people who like to talk a lot and like to do a very good outgoing be a leader um, be somebody people can look at if you're one of those people who's pretty quiet who just likes to do their own things observe in high school just be who you are find friends that like who are just like you if you can't find friends who are just like you there are some people out there who you can talk to, or there's people out there who are just like you. So just don't think you're alone in that area. So mm. preparing for high school is it's not a physical way you can prepare for high school, except like doing your homework in grade six. But mentally, you just have to be who you are still. And if you're if you're bullying in year six, if you're still bullying in year six going to high school, just know that there's people out there who have a heart, and there's people out there who feel. Feel um feel you when you bully them that you should be much more um spectacle when you doing those things. If there is one thing I guess about uh, being a teenager that you could change, what would that be and why? I'll just try to change my behaviour and like working and studying at school and just try to be myself so like I can be very good in when I'm older. Try not to be like a bad person that hurts people on the street and stuff. 
because that's that's not just good for people. Yeah, thanks, thanks for your, your honesty there, uh, Long. So you're saying that uh, there are some things that you recognise about your own behaviour which you'd like to change? Yeah. Do you feel comfortable talking a little bit more about that? Like, uh, like so just saying, like, if a teacher says something, like, try to listen to them. And if you turn out mad, just tell them I need some space and then they'll give you space. They give you time to breathe and then after that you can just go talk to them about your problems and everything. Mm. And then you'll be all fine by, like, the end of the day. You, everything will be out of your chest and then the teachers will help you fight that problem or anything. Um, so what about uh, you other guys? Uh, if there's one thing you could change about being a teenager, uh, what would that be and why? Mine is probably to study more for my tests because, like, te- it's really hard and, like, you know, there's percentage. Sometimes I really do bad things. I'm just going to try to study and then try to get good marks. And I'm just doing this for my family and all that. Mm, that's a really good point. Um, I think, uh, Dang, yeah. to, to try and study harder. And the reality is, you know, the, the harder you guys work in high school, the easier it's going to make it after high school. So when you go to university and do further study, you're going to find it much easier if you study and work hard during your high school life. Um, so, yeah, I, um, I didn't study too hard until year 11 and 12. I was a bit lazy. And then when year 11 and 12 came around, I really knuckled down and studied hard. Um, and I don't regret it because it helped me a lot after high school to have those writing schools and uh, essay writing skills I needed to go through uni. Uh, um, I would so advise, really like, it. for all the year six out there that are going to year seven to, like, Try hard in school, like to not give up and stuff, and like to study more because year seven just gonna get harder and harder. It's not gonna just get easier and easier, and you're not gonna slide like you do in primary school. Like it's gonna get harder. T- teachers are gonna get stricter, so you have to be learning stuff in school. Uh, anything else you guys want to say about that one? I would just like to say that for those people out there, just don't give up. Like face reality that. It's not about all being cool in school. It's about um, preparing yourself for your occupation. You can be anybody who you want to be. So just be who you just be your own self, and then don't give up. It's, everybody's going through this too, so it's not only you. So if you are struggling, if you are struggling, then there's people you can talk to about it. And yeah, that's yeah. what I want to say. All right, so the next topic is about peer pressure. Um, so what's the first thing which comes to mind when you think about peer pressure? Friends. Being a follower, but not a leader. So that's what I think Do about. Do you go on, Augustine? <laughs> so I think being a peer pressure is by not, not being who you are and not being your inner self, but being a follower. So if your friends are now putting earrings on and... You don't feel like that's in your comfort zone, but that's what everybody is doing. So you you peer pressure to do it, because you don't want to be looked different. So you're no longer a leader, which we, which you were, but you're now your follower. So that's what I think peer pressure is. Hmm, beautiful. Uh, what do you think, uh, Deng T? Uh, what do you? What's the first thing that which comes to mind when you think of peer pressure? Like Augustine said, friends. You know, um, you know, uh, if someone else wears something someone wears like, like new pants yeah and then you, you you don't think that's good the thing is you just want to be popular like 
Um, so are you saying that it's it's good to be different? Yeah, it's good to be unique. Like, mm. if I had to tell you one thing, just be unique, be different. Just be you. Be, just be you. And anybody who says anything, take that as a compliment. Take that as a um, as something to help yourself, build yourself even more. So don't use that as a self-barrier for you not to go there, go there, but use that as an obstacle that you can jump over and say, yeah, and like be not be much more prepared for the next compliment that comes again hmm. so be unique have you ever been in a situation personally where you felt pressured into doing something that you didn't want to do and do you feel comfortable uh, talking about that oh in nine day music people are listening to hip-hop rap things like that well i used to listen to r&b like different songs like that the old school so now if you put up a song, everybody's like, yo, what do you listen to? What do you listen to? So you could be peer pressure with that all. And you touched on a good point as well, Augustine, I guess, about, you know, being judged that sometimes if you're peer pressured, you feel judged for the things you do. Or um, So how do, you, how do you deal with peer pressure within your friendship groups? So if a situation happens at school and they're peer pressuring someone, how do you manage that situation? Stand your ground and say no. Yeah. I know. Just, if I was you, I just stand my ground and just say no. Like, if it calls for you not to smile no more, just like have a straight face. Say yeah, I'm not gonna do that. You don't need to give them a reason. You just need to tell them that everybody else is different. You were born different. I was born different. You grew up different. I grew up different. And they say no, right, you can't be in a group no more. If you do that, you say that's fine with me. I want to be different to you guys and I don't have to be um, the same as you guys because I don't want to follow those things and I don't feel like that's that's what I do. So, so I guess you're saying, um, Augustine, that if there is a situation at school where your friends are peer pressuring you into doing something, that it's okay to just say no mm-hmm. and okay to say, you know what, I don't want to be a part of that, so I'm just going to sit out of this one. Mm-hmm. Um, how hard do you think it is to, to say no? and to actually stand your ground. Do you think that's that's hard? Very hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, hard. It's hard. Because, like, if you want to say no to, like, a close friend, and... What I would do, I'll, yeah, I, what I would do, I just count down from 10, 1, or from 10 all the way to 1, and when you hit 1, you say it. So when you hit 1, you're not thinking about nothing else, you just say it straight away, so, yeah. It's really hard because, like what Neil said, a close friend, a really close friend, who's been there for you nearly all your life, like turning down on them is really hard. Because they might, like, once you turn down on them, they must, like, betray you and probably, like, say, I don't know you no more. And I guess um, you've really, uh, sorry to, to cut you off, I guess you're, you're really touching there on, you know, the reasons behind why it might be so hard to say no to a peer pressure situation. Um, and I think that wanting a sense of acceptance among your peers might be one of those reasons that uh, naturally it's, um, it's normal to, to want to be accepted by your friends. And for that reason, it can be quite difficult to, to stand up to people and to say no. Um, why else do you think you guys? Uh, why else do you think it might be difficult to to say no? I think it might be difficult to say no to your friends and everything because they might be your closest friend, and if you say no to them, they'll be all angry and they will never want to hang out with you when you're the time you're free and you ask them do you want to hang out, they'll say no, and you'll just try to say it's payback, and then 
or just keep going back and forth by the time they're free they'll come ask you and you say you have no time and they're, they're gonna think you're doing this on purpose because they don't like you and something so they're gonna find it hard to catch up with you and yeah all them stuff mm. and i guess that um you know part of what you're saying is there is a fear of rejection that sometimes we can be um yeah. Even adults as well can be afraid that they're going to be rejected by people if they, you know, speak out and disagree or refuse to participate in a certain thing, whether it's a political uh, uh, protest or whatever it is. There's that fear of being rejected. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah how long was saying if there's a close friend and and you say no to them and they don't want to hang out with you no more, they can turn, they can make your other friend turn back, your other friends turn back on you. And you can be lonely like for a really long time. Yeah. And um, basic rejection, and I think being alone in that particular thing. So if if you, if you have a group of four friends and it's only you, you're alone, and you you say you don't want to do that. So being alone sometimes can make people say, "Oh, majority rules," and maybe most most of my friends think that this is cool. Maybe I'm thinking wrong. So maybe those things might come pop into your head and like. Maybe I might be alone in this. Maybe I might actually be wrong in this. Maybe would it actually even hurt me? Maybe I should try this for once. So being pre-pressured, um, some people would find it hard because they want to. They're gonna be alone. But as as I said again and again, it's okay to be unique because you're not mm. living your life for them. You're living your life for you. So mm. yeah, yeah, good point, Augustine. If somebody peer pressures you to do something and then if you say no and they start getting angry maybe they're not the right friends then maybe they're not the right people to be angry now with but they should understand that you're different or they should understand that you don't do the things um they do mm. so if your friends do say that and your friends do put you down for um uh, for rejecting them move away find new friends mm. I think it's such a good point, Augustine, to say that, um, you know, if someone does get angry or get upset with you because you've disagreed with them and said no to something they want you to do, um, it could be that they're not the right friend for you. Um, it's just a really good point to identify that. Um, what do you think... Um, how can you tell if someone is the right friend for you? Like, what does that uh, look like? You like, they'll understand what your decision is. Like, if you make... Uh, like you make a, a right decision and they think it was bad. And like, just saying like, all these people are like my close friends and if I have something on, they already know like, they already know like I'm busy and I'm gonna catch up with them other next time and other friends, they'll think you're just trying to leave them and try to make them not your friend no more. And yeah, that's it. Yeah, and like, how long was saying like, if what's called, if you're busy, like if they want, if your friends want you to come to the park and you said no because I need to do homework, like the the friends that the right friends will get it and the ones that are not the right friends will get angry at you and like don't they won't want to hang out with you because they might think like you don't want to go anywhere with them. Yeah, if the right friend would be somebody who's who say alright, you can't do this alright, let's go on your turn now alright, you can't do this because of this alright, we try to. Uh, we try to change up the situation so it's suitable for you. So the right friends to say that, or the right friends to just forget about it and say, All right, let's do something else then. Let's do something cool." Um, yeah. So I think the finding the right friends that have the right balance, who can push you to do the good things. Like if you are, if you are not doing your homework, if you're not 
from listening to your parents or the, the right friends that will tell you, right, I'm not going to take this. You either listen to your parents or you either do your homework or I'm not going to be your friend or I'm not going to be supporting you this. So find the right friend that can support you in that and mm-hmm. can support you when you're feeling down to. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think that's the right friend. The right friend that doesn't pre-pressure you to do things, but the right friend that do think about you and do think about others. Mm. I think that's such a good um, point, Augustine. And I think from what you're saying is that, you know, a true friend will respect the decisions that you make, whatever they are. They're not going to tease you or get upset with you for making a decision. Mm-hmm. Even if they might um, disagree with you, they're still respectful towards the decisions that you make in life. Um, yeah, it's a really good point. I think the key to um, finding the right friend is a friend that could tell the good and the bad. Like, he knows when something bad's up. And he knows when you're about to do something that he will stop you. Mm. So I guess he's saying that um, as well as that, a good friend will be honest with you when they think that you might be doing something which is wrong or bad. They can just be straight with you and say, look, man, I know we're friends, but I don't think that's cool. And I don't think you should do that because that's going to, you know, hurt the other person and you need to stop that. Um, Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Mm. And it can be hard, I think, to to have those moments with a friend where you just need to be straight and real and say, look, this isn't cool. Um, We need to change or, you know, you need to do something else. And it's not only our our friends and people at school, it's TV too. Celebs out there, so you can be peer pressured to start putting makeup on. You can be peer pressured to... Um, to start saying words or you can be peer pressured to start dressing like others so if it is TV and things those things are peer pressuring to do things turn off the TV then mm. if it's those um, things that making you um, change who you are cut it off so with the, with the, um, with the TV and things I'm just going to tell you that it's not real celebrities looking like that it's, not, it's all fake even them they know they're not perfect themselves so they have to get um so they have to get a photoshop for them to even them themselves know that not everybody in this world is perfect so you should know that you're not perfect too but you're trying to be the best you are yeah yeah it's a really good point i think um often on tv can be quite fake and I've heard before that even in like um you know shampoo ads we might see this beautiful looking lady in reality it's about five people so what they do is they get a hair model they they film the hair model then they film separately a different person for their hands they film separately a different person for their um for their legs and for their back so that perfect pretty lady that you see in reality is like five people so it's not real it's just um a fake thing which the media can make up um so yeah it's it's a good point mm. And what's um if you are if you are in a situation where someone is being peer pressured, what can you do to help that person? Uh, so you can go to them and ask them when the next time you have free time and ask them if they're not gonna hang out with you no more, you can hang out with me and yeah, you can be the their new friend. And then 
the other friend will just try to look for other friends just because he's going to think that boy or that girl is what's called again, leaving him and doesn't want to be his friend no more. Mm. And the person that asked him, when is the next time you're free, he's trying to help him to, what's called again, trying to entertain both of them, but trying to see when they're both free. Mm. So he's trying to plan out what to do as the other friend just rocks up or anything and just asks them, oh, do do you want to go? And then the person says, no, nah, I'm busy. And they just get mad all of a sudden. That's not good. Hmm. Yeah, it's a really, it's a really good point. Um, and I think that, you know, one thing you can do from what you're saying there, um, long is that if a friend is being peer pressured, you can just show your personal support to them and say, look, um, I know that these guys are giving you a hard time, but I just want to let you know that we're still friends. And if I can do anything to support you, just let me know. Yeah. Um, That brings us to the end of this episode of Youth and Loud. Youth and Loud would like to thank Gudrun Phillip from the Edmund Rice Community and Refugee Services for helping to organise this episode, and Long, Dang J, Dang T, Neil and Augustine for being a part of this episode and sharing their thoughts. If you felt concerned about anything you've heard on this episode, you can contact Beyond Blue on 1300 22 Lifeline on 13 11 14. That's 13 11 14. Thanks heaps for listening to this episode, and we'll catch you next time. To you, you for love!